pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Hello, KBs. Welcome back for another occasion for edification, celebration, encouragement, all right here at your place where you are championed. And I am so glad to have you back with us today. We've been off for a few days, and I am rip-roaring ready to go. Are you, Maggie? Yes, yes, yes. The website is stephenkenya.com. How are you? I am fabulous today. Oh, I feel sunshine. refreshed. <laughs> refreshed. Yeah. Some yeah. much-needed rest when's, occurred. When's the last time you went swimming? Uh a good it's been a while, you know. It was with my niece. Yeah. Yeah. Where was that? Ooh, oh, well, no, but it was like two years ago, wasn't it? That was before we went over to Europe, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. That's true. And it's not that we haven't had an opportunity, but I was just thinking, I need. I want to go swimming. <laughs> I like to swim. Oh, what you're forgetting, Stephen? Hmm. Costa Rica. We went swimming in the ocean. Oh, that's true. I was, I'm thinking swimming pool. Yeah. You're right. We swam in we Costa Rica every, every day. Every that's day. That's true. Yes. Question for you. Another one. What was one of your favorite things to do as a kid? And oh. and before you answer, okay. I'm going to tell you the reason I'm asking, because <laughs> oh, that might change your answer. Okay. The reason I'm asking is the answer can be very telling as to what makes you, mm. you. So we're all about to find out something. Okay. Well, it didn't change my answer. And it was a gut reaction. I just knew it immediately. Climbing trees was everything. Okay, but now let's let's unpack this. Oh gosh! To use one of your expressions, <laughs> why did you cli- like to climb trees? Why is that something you enjoy doing? Are you kidding? The sensation, the that you can go up so high mm. and and see so far, and it just gives you this. Uh, this it's the sensation of it. Change of perspective, maybe. Change you of perspective. See beyond the yard. Well, yeah, and it's one of the most epic things I think you can even do as a kid. It feels so supernatural or something. Well, it change, it that. challenges you physically too, doesn't it? It does, and and I guess it depends on the tree as mm. well. We had some very good climbing trees, but um, it had sort of a, a sad end. I went to the very top of a, of a very very tall pine tree, and I got stuck. I couldn't figure out how to get down. I was pretty young, and then all they 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 chopped off the low branches. Okay, now we're beginning to see something here. <laughs> Stop psychoanalyzing me. Now, were you stuck because of were you afraid of height, or did you get your tennis shoes stuck and wedged in a tree? No, I just got to the very top, and you know I'm a I'm a little girl, and I remember look. I actually remember this very well. I looked down, and I just I couldn't see where to put my foot. I just couldn't mm. see, mm. you know. My, my little my little brain could not compute how to backtrack. So throwing caution to the wind gets you up the tree, but then caution comes back on another breeze, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" Well, I really just couldn't see is, it. Yeah, oh. because you know it makes sense going up because you can see the path, but then you're you're a kid and you, you can't quite. <laughs> Maybe I was stupid. You can't see your foot. <laughs> well, I couldn't see the branch. I was supposed to put my foot on to then backtrack down. So I just started yelling, "Mom!" And she came out there and. And she and she's and like, where are you? She literally like said, put your right foot, you know, down on this one. Down. Yeah, she just told me how to do it. Okay, so but now the so is the sensation of being <laughs> up off the ground. Now, are you afraid of heights? Nah, not of? tree height. Maybe skyscraper heights gives mm-hmm. me some wooziness. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I don't have a fear of heights. No. Okay, so the challenge, the physical challenge, that's interesting, and I'm going to work on this. There, there's something in there that that there is something i have to say though i mean 
even now, I mean, the, the sensation of climbing up through a tree, up through the leaves, the branches toward the sunlight, it's pretty fantastic. You have to admit, it's a, it's a very cool thing we get to do. You're feeding the appetite of the adventurous soul and yeah. that wants to experience something new and get away mm. from the, the, the grind. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I would occasionally take a book with me and kind of wedge myself up there. Now, so that's that was, pretty cool. That was cool, too. Yeah. What a space. So you're away from the noise of the world. You're above it. (laughs) And you're above the scenery. And there you are in your own little bird's nest, propped up there in the tree with a book. Yeah. And and you also feel um, unseen. No one's looking up there. You kind of feel hidden. Sort of in the hiding space. Yeah. So, like, your dad could come home from work and you'd watch him drive in and he wouldn't know that you're. Oh, yeah. There in the tree. You feel very clandestine. Like, you have your own little little hideout. And, and, can we move on? Because I'm uh, sweating now. <laughs> I feel like we're going to reveal some horrific, you sure. know, childhood tendency. Sure. Right. Yeah, we'll move on. Okay, so, all right, I'm thinking to answer the same question. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Uh, okay. You can't um, get out of this one, Steve. Hmm. But you. Well, I like climbing trees, too, but that's I can't do that now. You've, 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 you did that one. <laughs> I took but your... But I, I like to climb trees. That's no, probably okay. why we're married. Yeah, so one of my favorite things to do as a kid, all right, I enjoyed hiking, and I'd hike through the forest, across a horse pasture, uh, around a fish pond, and across this large open field of this small convenience store. <laughs> and I would use money that I'd save from giving pony rides to other kids in the neighborhood <laughs> to buy a box of chocolate instant pudding. And then I would hike back home. What? And I'd make a bowl of chocolate pudding, so and I would watch Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, and the Brady Bunch back-to-back. And I had it timed out to where I would be licking the bowl when I got to the moral of the Brady Bunch story. Oh, my gosh. Off the cuff, huh? That was just one of the, my favorite oh, things Oh, I don't know. Maybe. To do. Okay, unpack it. <laughs> let's, let's analyze this pudding, Steve. <laughs> or, or is you're, it the, the moral to the Brady Bunch story? <laughs> you know, it turns out you're a monster <laughs> after we unpack it. <laughs> no. No, no. Uh, that's fun. I love um, it. It's funny, though, because hmm. I thought you were just, uh, when you first started telling that, that story, I thought, okay, Huck Finn. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, you're just you're just reading the story of Huck. Finn. There, there was usually a, a sweet ending to most of Huck. Now, I have to say, I don't know if you've told this. I don't. I truly don't remember if you've told this story on the podcast before. But I, I love the way that you describe riding your pony up up a creek. I just think uh-huh. that's the coolest thing. I mean, imagining mm-hmm. having that experience mm-hmm. as a child by yourself. Mm-hmm. It just sounds it. It sounds almost impossible. And it was was very surreal, as you can imagine, the light coming through, the sun coming through the canopy and and sparkling on the creek (laughs) and and the water. And yeah, I would ride Duchess up up a creek out in the forest for a long time. (laughs) I love how you were... Go and go and go, and if we would explore that way. I love that you yeah. were just this, you know, manifesting machine at six years old. <laughs> Why not, right? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, that's amazing. You know, as we as we kind of probe into some of these questions that are so much fun to answer, they are. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, and I want to hear think from. About. I want to hear from KBs. I do. So oh, that's a good one for them to respond yes. to. Childhood favorite childhood. 
Yeah. Memory? No, not yeah. memory. Um, Experiences and activities, things that you would enjoy doing yeah. that you felt like was unique to you. Kinetic so you Belief. Guys, yeah. Kinetic Belief at StephenCanyon.com. Send them there. Mm-hmm. We want to hear. Please we'll, do. We'll share them on the next podcast. While we're into psychoanalysis <laughs> here, <clears throat> and, oh and even therapy perhaps. Right. <laughs> but in all seriousness, seriousness, unpacking things like this, it's really become a popular remedy for a lot of postmodern relationships. Mm, and true. probably on more of a serious uh, side of things, relationships that are warring with one another, including including those mm. people who wake up and go to sleep every single day at odds with themselves. Now, not talking about with other people, yeah. but they they are inner struggle inner struggle right. with themselves, and they don't like who they pretend to be in life, and they don't like the way that they perceive others seeing them, or. You know, and it's that typically is when you get caught up in those energetics and that game, you're usually wrong, but you are imagining people to see you in a negative way and based on your past experiences. And these are people that they don't like what they feel they have to do. They don't like what they are making allowances for. They don't like what they go through their day pretending to be, masquerading to be. They just, they don't like that. They don't like Mm, and they, and don't it, like. they don't like. They're just it, not enjoying life because they feel dishonest in all of their pursuits. This is making me think. I was watching a wonderful uh, painting tutorial on YouTube. That's I love to do. It's so relaxing. <laughs> I love doing that in the evenings. But I, you know, had gosh over two hundred thousand views. You know, maybe two thousand likes, and you know, twenty two people had thumbs downed. On YouTube, this sweet little painting tutorial. Sad is isn't I'm that like, sad? How how upset with yourself and and tormented do these, you have to be? These are the people that don't like. They don't like whatever <laughs> yes, exactly. is in front of them, and especially, and we know this to be true. As soon as you start living your best life, you're going to have some haters mm. and people that are wondering, who are you to not be suffering like the rest of us? I think it's interesting, too. I, I love that you that you just reminded us of that, because it's not one of those things that's iffy. We're not waiting to see if people will have a problem with us living our best life. It will happen. Mm-hmm. And not to manifest that, but to be very prepared for it because if you're if you see it coming it's you can just keep on sailing so that's huge that's right and as you use your dominion and your control to operate yourself in a way that begins to stretch toward uh, beyond the limits of what you can see to uh, begin manifesting your best life mm. holistically things around you begin to change yeah. that are out of your control in other words we always you know often say if you want to change uh, the, your environment your circumstances change yourself if you want to change other people you change yourself yeah. change your family you change yourself that is where dominion begins and ends yes. that's effective and so for the kinetic believer if it hasn't happened for you already you begin going through the process of change in everything everything Against changing around you. I mean, if the way strangers react to you <laughs> becomes different. Yes. Pets and animals and dogs and birds and trees and life and that the way the true. sun appears to you and the sound of birds and the, the feeling of the uh, breeze against your skin. Everything begins to change. Your health, your eyesight, mm-hmm. your dreams at night. It all changes for the better. It becomes positive as a kinetic believer. Mm. But but certain things have to happen first, and the the issue, and I think what I'm trying to bear out here, 
as we unpacked your story and then as we unpack and, your and pudding your, my, my pudding obsession but <laughs> <laughs> there is or the the detente or the relieving of tensions in a person's life it's only superficial when it seemingly comes from examining the fruit of problems and that's what we do we mm-hmm. take a people will take their the load of their life's problems and they run to somebody else that has problems as well and and we let's throw them all out here on the table and let's work on these together and you're stirring up all of these fruit the fruit of all of these issues and through this process, when you meditate on what you don't like, it is a guarantee that you're going to continue to experience what you don't like Yes. until you change yourself, which has nothing to do with anybody else and everything to do with you. Everything to do with you, your source of being, your source energy of life, the, the roots that you're putting down into um, your genius of purpose and Looking within to elevate yourself above the noise of the world, that's where the uh, uh, lasting change comes from. I love this dictate of changing yourself when you want to change anything, because when you are in it, when you're focusing on your problems, you don't quite, it, it never hits you for some reason that I am the theme I am the common denominator to all of these problems. There's only one common thread to everything that I'm complaining about or everything that I'm experiencing, good or bad, and that is me, um, which seems super obvious, but it's not something that we love to admit before we become a kinetic believer. So this is huge. You know, kinetic, being a kinetic believer, a successful one, it, that, is an, that is an issue, for every single living, breathing human being, spiritual being having a natural experience on the planet. No one is immune from this, from the top of the heap all the way down to the bottom. It doesn't matter if you're Bezos or Bozo. It, regardless, in between and everybody, if you're listening to today's <laughs> Kinetic Belief podcast, you're part of the grand human experiment, and that is to deal with issues. Yeah to figure out, to solve problems, to puzzle your way through this thing, to uh, to navigate, <laughs> to become enlightened above your, your sensory perception of ego, mm-hmm. where you're identifying with the forms of the empirical world, and rather than, than uh, gravitating naturally to, toward those things, we look within to begin embracing through the imagination and our desires the archetypal life. Uh, Life experience that we want to manifest, bringing that out from the unseen to where we can experience in this life. This is why I love when you tell us to be lighthearted, because you do have to have an amazing sense of humor to go through life saying, it's me. I'm I'm what needs fixing. You're the bozo. <laughs> Every day, all day, <laughs> I'm going to take that, care of this. But that is the purpose of life, is to recognize and to embrace your genius of purpose and yes. say, you know what? I am authentic. I am different. Mm. As part of the collective, I bring my individuality to the collective so that we can expand all in harmony and unison to become more. Doesn't that sound fun? Just what you just described, this idea of collectively coming together in diversity, looking looking at everyone for their differences, celebrating those differences, mm. celebrating all of these unique genius mm. of little genius of purposes right. <laughs> running around. It is fun because you know what? That is the way to pass this this life test, this grand experiment. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and to graduate and to move on. And that is by awakening our higher being to our higher consciousness and to go through the day in that presence of higher consciousness with an awareness, with a peace and never hurrying or worrying and not being stressed out and taking, like you're saying, life too serious. It's, it's not supposed to be a serious thing. It's only serious when you wrap yourself up in the issues of fear and doubt and worry. Yeah. It's interesting, too, how I've noticed when I get serious, I get very, uh, probably the word would be stiff. You know, when you lose the ability to be kind of limber in your life, limber in your pursuit. You lose that ability to zig and zag and bob and weave. And, and you know, you get the analogy of when you're sailing, you tack. You don't go in a straight line. You you tack from side to side to reach your destination. And, and so it's an interesting outcome. When we get serious, we get very pent up, and, and it, we have no ability to adapt. Yeah, you know, seriousness is a manifestation that comes out of being unconscious. Mm. And the human experiment has been unconscious, really, from the beginning, and is a problem. And it, it's a problem, it, it has been since, since humans began to imagine. Uh, imagine that all of their difficulties— of soul and circumstances could be solved by the uh, unaided power of human reasoning. And that's where we have philosophies and, and uh, reasonings, and reasoning your way through issues and problems, which causes a, a, a great deal of seriousness mm-hmm. and depression and anxiety, fear and worry and doubt and all those things, mistrust uh, with self and all others. Is that because we were never meant to do it ourselves because we're not involving our creator and the universe in this process? Well, we are, yes and no, in that we are meant to do it ourselves, but choosing the involvement of wisdom, Mm -hmm. the involvement of of the creator, looking within for the design of wisdom to be applied as a lens over our genius of purpose. Because it comes down to choice, which is the authority of dominion. Right. Which is a whole nother, <laughs> that's a huge topic. Thank you, May. That's another <laughs> podcast. But, you know, it, it, it's individual responsibility. But to where you are looking for the answers, uh, because, you know, it's in the duplicity of a combined effort with your creator, with the energetics of unconditional love toward all others that opens you up to receive things that are greater than you've ever thought of or imagined before. So mm-hmm. it's it's the, the camaraderie of relationship with your creator that through the acknowledgement of unconditional love, and you're saying, you know what, I love who I am. I'm not trying to become something that I would rather love. But I love who I am. Wow. And that's acknowledging your God, your creator. The imagination that first had a bias for the individual that you're supposed to be, and then aligning your your own decision and pathway with that that was granted to you, that's the best life because that is the super on your natural that Again, look around the equipment. Yeah, I've got the shirt on yeah, again. Yeah, supernatural. You're a supernatural, <laughs> kinetic, yes. believing supernatural. I, I did wash it since last time. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> I know good. I wear it a lot. Um, I love that. What everything you just said was it was so powerful because I I really love how you were taking the concept of unconditional love and lofting it up, putting it up on this high pedestal as the answer. It is something that is intrinsically 
deeply, universally powerful, eternally powerful, because I think a lot of times, you know, we joked about the word cheesy the other day. And, you know, I, I just hear when we talk about love, somebody going, oh, let me guess, the answer is love, you know, <laughs> all, all we need is love, okay. But it's funny, because it's true, you know, getting our mind to cross over that threshold and to actually, you know, embrace the the true eternal, limitless power of unconditional love. That I mean, that's our fuel. That's what all this whole thing is running on. Unconditional love, just a, a broader, a, a, a beautiful way of saying acceptance. Acceptance without judgment. And accepting that, you know what, the world and all of its various life forms are evolving toward perfected completion. And I accept that. Mm. I accept where a... Another human being is in their evolutionary process of in, of enlightening their conscious state of being to, for uh, in in relationship with what is already within them. They don't need to be at the same level that I am, and I certainly don't need to be at the level they are. Mm. We're all moving through this at a at a rate that is necessary for each individual, and I accept that. I'm saying that I unconditionally love that, and by doing so. I'm nurturing the energetics in my own life to remain highly energetic and positive to attract more life, more mm-hmm. sustenance for living and breathing and being and manifesting the version that brings me the most satisfaction and therefore everyone else. Well, what you're saying is it reveals how important it is to permanently redefine unconditional love, you know, in our mind, in our inner vocabulary, the definition of it, because it takes it from being just this warm, fuzzy, a nice, sweet idea, and it moves it over into this concept of and into this truth really of it's the answer it's the secret it's the key that will unlock your best life and the permanence of your best life every single day there's so many people that like to consider themselves to be a deep thinker and i'll say well what do you mean by you enjoy being a deep thinker and they'll say something like well i'm like a philosopher and i i consider and look philosophers have tried to come up with reasons for the failures of humanity so be really careful when you talk about being a deep thinker to be a positive deep thinker you're looking within with the energetics of unconditional love mm-hmm. which is light and health and abundance and prosperity and joy and happiness and all those things if you are a deep thinker where you're judging other people for the things that they do that you think are wrong or coming up with reasons for your own sense of failures or everyone else's, you're going to continue to attract that in your life. That's what you're manifesting. And so the, the understanding of acceptance and unconditional love is a first thing, like you're saying, it's a key that sets you free mm. from experiencing the very thing you're judging others to to be guilty of. Well, and I have to say, I don't think I've ever gone around saying I'm a deep thinker, but I ha- but I do know that I have a tendency to overanalyze too many things in life, and so this is a flag. What you're what you're telling us right now. This is very important because when you have a tendency to analyze, you have to make sure that you're not developing this this negative, judgmental, centric way of, of viewing and thinking and processing information because it can easily turn into that. If you have that analytical way of, you know, just... 
you enjoy it. You enjoy um, unpacking everything, mm-hmm. if you will. So making sure that we're using that uh, power for good. If you if you enjoy being analytical, which is certainly part of the process of being a successful kinetic believer, is to be analytical. But the thing that you want to examine are your thoughts that are coming into your to your mind into consciousness, mm. and analyze those. If they're negative, then notice it as an observer and smile at it and say, "I see you." You're analyzing those thoughts, and that's as far as being an, an analyzer should go. Yeah. And you're you're working on self, and then the aptitude of unconditional love and acceptance is the broad brush stroke that we use for all of life, for the world around mm. us. That's powerful. The, the ancient paths of mysticism and all of the religions in the world resolve so many of the, the problems of the unconscious from actually you go all the way back to the very beginning even before it became a problem for the 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 first requirement was that humans should should know themselves humans should understand who they are by examining themselves by you know being analytical and so as they turned attention toward themselves and each other um, all of the various thought disciplines discovered very quickly that this was a huge destructive force of nature and was revealing things that were actually inaccurate but were propositioned as being a reality based on negative judgments. In other words, there were so many different forces of nature mm. that 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 have their counterparts in the soul of humans and our very being, our the, the essence of you and me and, and our, uh, the listener, you listeners, the very essence is not just a simple unit. You're not just one, but a pantheon of gods and demons that are warring one with the other. All of this, this eclectic noise uh, confusion and warring factions of condemnation, all of this stuff, if it's entertained and given a platform for speaking into your life without your, without your analytical uh, uh, perspective, recognizing it, the voices and all the stories and all the narratives that are coming and going, if you don't analyze those and say, I see you, and I'm not going to follow after that. I'm remaining here in unconditional love. Then you can begin casting down imaginations and sorting through all of the noise of the world like we talk about and simplifying your presence, your genius of purpose to remain steadfast in the expectation of your best life manifesting. Some of my favorite books that I've read, I love when at the very beginning they give you a list of all the characters that you're going to be interacting with. And Mm. I feel like you just did that for us. So we're understanding the players, understanding the arena, the setting is is going to be a huge part of our success. And I love this concept that, you know, you're like, you're, you're just, it's sort of like uh, the, the Trojan horse thing. I saw a funny tweet the other day. This guy was like, he said, uh, I would I would absolutely have, you know, signed the receipt slip for that Trojan horse. Like, I'm that guy. <laughs> like, I'm so gullible. I'm so unaware of what's going right. on around me. But, you know, this is empowering, knowing what to look out for, who to look out for. Where to apply your attention. What are you paying attention to? Yeah. What where What is your expectation? Um, what is your belief that you're adhering to and relying upon? Because, look, the deep-rooted issue is this. Imagined negative outcomes of potentiality chips away at your confidence. 
because one gives their wow. when you give your attention to the wrong information of things like you know well what's wrong with me or oh, why do I make so many mistakes why am I you why are you listening to these narratives that are speaking to you that are telling you most likely from past experiences and things you believe that other people have said about you and so you're you're asking yourself the question which is going to beg the answer of why do so many people not like me so I want you to say that again the negative potentiality that that line I want to write that down that is hard hitting I need that. Yeah, the the negative outcome of potentiality the, that's imagined it's it chips away at your confidence. Mm. It it's it's the repetitious uh, firing of the synapses of the the mind, the thoughts, the brain, the the ego, the ego state of being is always on. So it's chipping away at your confidence, and it's because you're giving your attention to the wrong information, mm-hmm. and so you're asking those negative questions. Why am I not like other people that I admire? And so the manifestation of all of that negative self-talk that's rising up out of that chipping away is it's just self-inflicted condemnation. So you are describing a, a, a precon- preconceived instinctual tendency to imagine the the negative outcome when we're presented with a new scenario, a new it doesn't have to be a problem, but maybe you're starting a business and and the the thing that's always popping into your head are all the ways you're going to fail. And I'm wondering is that all is that I mean, you know, I'm wondering why why isn't it our tendency to go Oh man, what if this works? <laughs> what if this works out? What if this is amazing? Is it because we're so egocentric and we're you know, rewiring ourselves. Why is the negative always that that sort of base tendency to consider, to imagine? Because we're still climbing up out of that primordial substance that says that uh, you have to reason with those factions that are coming in and challenging the idea of your best self. And the reasonings are the thing that keeps you down and it keeps you uh, under the sense of condemnation. And this is why it is vital to your success to the purposeful kinetic believer that they indulge in positive thought affirmations like it's a bowl of chocolate pudding. Indulge in it. And say, you know what? I'm going to watch I Dream a Genie, and I'm going to indulge in positive thought affirmations. And I'm going to be writing these down, and I'm going to say them out loud. And when I lick that glass spoon of the, that taste of, of thought affirmations, I'm going to stir up another bowl and watch Gilligan's Island. But it, it's the indulging in... in <laughs> it was indulging. Sweet, positive what? thought affirmations, just like those no-baked cookies oh sitting there right beside of you. I know. And that's that's a positive thought affirmation. Do you know how much pudding one box pudding makes? It's so much. Oh, it's a big, it was a big ball, but I was a big teenager, too. Can you imagine so. walking in to your house and seeing your child? Consuming an entire bowl of pudding. Everybody was at work, so I I knew what I was doing. (laughs) You timed it perfectly. Yeah, I could could also hear a car if it were to Uh, drive. You were not imagining negative outcomes. I was not. (laughs) You were not. Look, it's impossible to imagine a negative outcome while speaking a positive one out loud. Oh, wow. It's not possible Mm. to do that. So if you stir up that that, uh, indulging uh, positive thing, you cannot think a negative thought it is not possible while speaking a positive one i love that you are telling us that speaking positive affirmations positive outcome imaginations is indulgent that is a very cool 
reframing of that because many times we can get caught up in the work ethic of kinetic belief. The idea that, oh, I've got to, I've got to say my affirmations. I've got to say it. I've got to say it. But the idea that this is indulgent, it's, it's luxurious. It feels fantastic. It's a, it's this amazing, beautiful thing that we get to relax into and, and inhabit. Mm. I I love that word. Now, if you were not aware of, of bad feelings and bad emotions, it wouldn't be an indulgent. Right. Mm, yes. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a a, a, a requirement. And mm-hmm. so I'm not saying that you know bad feelings or bad emotions shouldn't be ignored. No, pay attention to them because now you know that you can go stir up a a, a cold batch of chocolate pudding. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you know we must recognize um, we must recognize those bad feelings and emotions and be and analyze them for what they are. I'm and like, <laughs> and so that they and then choose to move on with your positive affirmations. I feel like every. Everybody sitting at home thinking, did did they get a like a weird pudding? Um, you know, I don't know. It's kind of hard to move 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 on from what you enjoy. Pudding, is this a pudding ad? <laughs> it should it's our be. New, right? It's our new advertiser. <laughs> The, the practice of living our best lives is not a dishonest one, Meg, and we don't enter into some kind of dialogue about negative feelings and emotions because it strengthens those negative energetics to become us. You and I, we don't talk about it. No. Whenever no, there's a negative not. thing, we intentionally stir up a bowl of pudding. We put our, we really do, though. I mean, I know that we both, it's, it's become so instinctual now, but we immediately get our spiritual back up. Um, because we are hyper protective of the life that we have mm-hmm. kinetically mm-hmm. built and worked and worked in the positive way, but worked very hard to achieve and to achieve it and live it every day. So, you know, you do sort of develop an aggression, a protective aggression toward that. It is a way of life on purpose, a, a direct on purpose way of life, mm-hmm. because we understand that, you know, at the root of self doubt is fear, period. The fear of not fitting in, the fear of what others might say, a lack of confidence is the result of measuring yourself competitively against the performances of other people. And so in preparation for going out into the world, going into the workplace, going to the office, going to visit with family, whatever it is you're doing, when you feel as though you are lacking self-confidence, now, and this is an assumption And it is a state of consciousness that's telling you a story. It's telling you a fable about why you are unworthy. But the kinetic believer who meditates to think, I am not fearful because I will succeed wherever I am with whoever I'm with, with whatever I've got. That's the person that's overcoming every single negative obstacle. I think it's interesting that you just a moment ago said that this the, the life you're describing, your best life, is your authentic life. And that's incredibly interesting to me because the first thing you're going to hear from the haters that we mentioned, um, even if they're subtle, they're going to say, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Why do you think you can be successful? Why is this going to work out for you? And they immediately attack your authentic self that you have finally stepped into. And I just think that's interesting that that's absolutely the, the first thing you hear. And you no longer see it as a threat when you recognize that it's just noise. Yeah. It's bluster. It's noise. Yeah. And it's, and, and, and I want to tell you something. No one, no one is stopping you from achieving what you want to accomplish. Mm. You can identify every area in your life, when you doubt yourself and kinetically believe to remove those doubts and to see those doubts removed. And 
it's when a person feels in control that they're not afraid. Mm. Like you're climbing the tree. If, <laughs> when you feel in control, there you are, those strong legs, and you're pushing yourself up the tree. There's nothing to be fearful of. You're in control. But when you have a level of wisdom for confidence, the peace that you have removes worries and it removes doubts. The key to confidence is diligent work at becoming the best version of yourself. Confidence develops strong beliefs in yourself. And, and I'll tell you that nobody else can do this for you. This is You're in this game alone. Now, you can surround yourself with other KBs and celebrate and champion and edify and encourage each other, but nobody can do this for you. No one else is going to do this for you. You can spend a lifetime trying to get someone else to do something for you. Or, through the power of your kinetic belief, overwhelm your present life with the manifesting power of all things being possible for you. Fearless confidence with belief in your purpose for living, for breathing. That's the thing that advances you. And no one is a mistake. No one is supposed to represent mediocrity in this life. No one is supposed to be poor or broke or sick and disgusted. Every single person is a viable, magnificent, extraordinary, one-of-a-kind human being. So live like it. Believe like it and act like it. Love like it. Your love will never cost you anything. But your love will give you access to the world that you believe in and that you imagine to see. Yes. Uh, I was reading earlier this morning, Marcus Aurelius, the ruler of the Roman Empire for almost two decades. And, and that's uh, a long time for Rome. <laughs> right? And, uh, but he, he wrote the, he was the author of the uh, Immortal Meditations and great book. But he wrote that, uh, he said, things have no hold on the soul. They stand there unmoving outside it. Disturbance comes only from within, from your own perceptions. Choose your desires and imagine to receive them and be grateful for them. Speak the language, act, and you will attract the life you desire. That is the power of kinetic belief. Well, let's work on some highest viewpoints <laughs> to say, I know how to attract the wisdom. I know how to attract the wisdom. To make decisions for myself. To make decisions for myself. And because they are my decisions. And because they're my decisions. They're the best decisions. They are the best decisions. I have all that I need. I have all that I need. To make today a great day. To make today a great day. I am. I am. And always will be. And always will be. Enough. Enough. I acknowledge. I acknowledge. My own self-worth. My own self-worth. My confidence is rising. My confidence is rising. I'm casting down every negative feeling. I'm casting down every negative feeling. About myself. About myself. About my life. About my life. And I accept all things. And I accept all things. Working together for my best life. Working together for my best life. I always attract. I always attract. Only the best of circumstances. Only the best of circumstances. And I have the 
best positive people in my life. I have the best, the most positive people in my life. Guess what? Hey, guess what? I am courageous. <laughs> I'm courageous. I am also willing. I'm also willing to kinetically believe. To kinetically believe. To act and to face. To act and to face. What used to be. What used to be. My fears. My fears. Wow. Um, I think I speak for uh, all the KBs listening. Thank you for uh, reminding us of who we are today and reminding us of our worth and our value and our genius of purpose because that's something we we have to remember and we have to be aware of to to well i don't want to just say live our best life but to truly live it you know to grasp it and to do it together this has been incredibly uh almost like a salve (laughs) to the soul oh to all you kinetic believers all around the world that are advancing toward your perfected completion with sending out much love and light to all you guys yeah and thanks especially today steve for all the wisdom bye